Good day, listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad that you've decided to join us. My name is Jonathan, and I've got my buddy Stephen here. So how are you doing? I am good. I'm excited. I don't know why. When these mics come on and we turn the lights on, it's showtime. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's like I'm one of those racehorses. Let's go. Let's go. Let's What's go. funny, Steve, is you've, you've really – It's I think you've actually – gotten more energy with every year like you're if i could even say it this way you're aging really well like, <laughs> that's too good your energy level i think keeps oh, going up and up that's and up. So, great. so maybe we should at some point do a program where you give us the secret like, oh, what's the secret to that's good that's good well listeners before we dive in today um i want to just let you know how we do every now and then that we are a listener supported broadcast we're grateful to those of you who come alongside and partnered and helped us continue to reach out to those all around the world with a message of hope and healing through Jesus Christ. And so if you would like to support what we're doing, let me offer to you a couple of ways that you can do that. One is you can certainly support us financially. So you could go to puresexradio.com, click on the donate link, and you can give to us financially. Um, One thing that you could do that doesn't even cost you a dime, but really does help to broaden the audience is to um, rate and review us on like Apple Podcasts or or wherever you're getting your podcast feed. That helps because as more and more people rate the program, then that allows more people to see it like in search results and things like that. So So let's just stop right there because mm -hmm. if if you're saying that helps this program and your ministry, then, then I would ask you, if you've been blessed by this, I want you to repeat again what you want them to do. Because I think this is something they can do. They can do it right now. They can do it today. If you're saying this is so simple, it would bless this ministry. Say it again. What do you want them to yeah, do? Yeah, so an easy thing is if if you just went straight to our website, puresexradio.com, and down at the very bottom of the page, you could click on the iTunes link. And right from there, you can go and rate the program. We hope you rate it five stars. But yeah, that'd <laughs> be great. If it's blessed there. you, give us five stars. What the heck? We'll just ask for what we want. Yeah. You know, if it's blessed you, if it's spoken to you, if it's ministered to you, if you pass it along to a friend, and we hope you're doing all those things. I mean, we know guys are doing groups off our podcast. Yeah. Fabulous. Use it. Let God use, send this thing out and glorify himself any way possible. But if you want to bless the ministry, Jonathan just made a request of you. And so if you got money, it helps promote the program. And if you don't and you can rate us, please do. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. So today, Steve, I, I'm I'm excited about what you've brought to us. You have been spending a lot of time, especially in recent years. I mean, I think over a long period of years in your counseling practice, you've, you've worked on these things. But especially in recent years, you've been really kind of working and thinking and grappling with this this model for kind of understanding emotions and really being able to kind of unpack it in a more uh, concise and clear way. And so tell us what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, that's great. So I've been working on this map for several years and we're, we're, we're not sure the title, but it's close to, I think, being where we need it to be, like putting your emotional house in order. Mm. So, cause how do you understand yourself emotionally? Yeah, I'm a mess. You can't understand emotions. They're just that way. We say all these goofy things, you know. But everybody I know is very repetitive, very predictable. They, the funny guy is always the funny guy. The down guy is always the down guy. The guy's in a hurry to get somewhere is always in a hurry to get somewhere. People are so predictable, and yet we act like, well, we can't understand emotions. 
So I've been mapping stuff out. So watch in the next couple of months, I'm just, I'm so close. It's done. It's being proved. Nice. So I'm so excited about this thing. Uh, it's an emotional map. But then I got to thinking, okay, it's all about emotions, but, but, and it's full of some Bible verses and all that kind of stuff. But I thought, is there, a, is there an, a, a biblical framework for looking at emotions? Uh, and so I started reading, and I love Jesus stuff, so I got to do the New Testament, and the Old Testament's full of it. But I want to see what Jesus says. I want to hear from Jesus. Well, how did he say it? What did he say about, about your emotional program that you're running? And, you know, he wants us to be set free. He says some kind of things like that, right? Be transformed or renewed. So I'm looking for a verse. I mean, I'm just looking for a verse where Jesus says, you know, you people are messed up emotionally. You're just messed up. <laughs> and it's like, I think Jesus, if he wanted to say that, he would say that somewhere. Now, look, we're 2,000 years ago in an old culture. But Jesus sort of transforms time. So, and we're emotional beings. And we've always been emotional, right, yeah. physical beings. Human beings are human beings. Yeah, right yeah. And so so I'm looking for a verse. I got to find a verse where Jesus says, you people are just messed up emotionally. We know he said that spiritually. But I'm looking for that. So I'm reading my New Testament, and right in the middle of nowhere, this verse pops out. And it doesn't even seem to fit the context. It's so unusual. And I'm going to play this verse. And then I'm going to explain what I think this verse means. It's in Matthew eleven seventeen. It said, we played the flute for you, but you did not dance. And then we sang a lament, a funeral song, but you did not mourn. Mm. Huh. There's something, there's something off. Because... He was saying something is off in you. You're not emotionally responding as you were designed. When music is played, a song should rise up in you and you should start to sway. Doesn't that just naturally happen? A good song sort of touches you. It's like, whoa, whoa, that's great. But Jesus is looking at the crowd and he said, well, we played the flute and you just sat there. It's like, well, something's wrong with you. And then he said, okay, okay, we sang a, a lament, this funeral dirge, sad song. And you said this blank stare. You did not experience this grief. It's like, oh my goodness, there's my verse. I think Jesus is saying, something's wrong with your heart. Uh, let's see, and when a sad song is played, your heart should be heavy and you should enter in a moment of grief. And by your response, I can see something is wrong with you. Something's off in your emotional program. Now, I don't know how many Bible scholars would agree with me, but I figured out what I think that verse means. Jesus is saying, something's broken inside you because your system is not working the way I designed it to work. Well, and when, you, when you're saying that, one of the first things that pops into my head is some of the stuff that we've been recognizing in recent years around um, uh, teenagers okay, and what some of the obsessive activity with technology has been doing. It's in terms of just being able to reduce the ability to recognize facial expressions. 
Mm. So like teens today to look at your face and if you were expressing an emotion might find it difficult to identify what emotion you're expressing. And I kind of think of it when you, when you read that verse, it's like, Hey, there's a happy song on, but you're not dancing. Yeah. It's like, I got a smile on my face, but you don't recognize, you're not even able to connect. Participate in this or, joyful Or moment. you know what? Yeah. Somebody's weeping and, and you're like, what's going on? I don't know what's going, what's happening here. You're going flat on this here. Like, and wait, so it's wait. like, yeah, just losing, losing touch with how we were designed to emote. Um, yes. And our operating, our emotional operating system working to fit the moment, Right. That's what it seems to me he's saying, because he says it a second time. He makes a different statement. <clears throat> Jesus looked at the crowd and he was grieving and he said, Oh, Israel, how many times have I yearned to gather your children together as a hen gathers her young under her wings, but you were not willing. He's saying, I, I wanted you to be in the best place. That's with me. I wanted you to be protected and peaceful and content under my teachings. But you prefer to be like little chicks running off in every direction with your own wild momentary thinking. It's like I keep gra- grabbing and you keep running off. And uh, in those two verses seem to me his his attempt to say, uh, the program's wrong, folks. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm trying to gather you with great insight um, and, and, and warmth, like yeah, a hen. Yeah. That's motherly talk. Like, I want to pull you under my wings. It's very tender and protective and yeah. loving. And something in you says, I'm going to go over there, or I'm going to chase this, or look at that shiny, sparkly, and then you're off running again. It's mm-hmm. like there's no rest in that. There's no, there's no sense of the order is right. There's a sense of rebellion and defiance and, and moving. And so, so... Does Jesus want us to operate healthy emotional programs that are consistent with our spiritual teachings? And I think he makes two emotional comments here. Man, your system's kind of goofy. Doesn't work right. And every time I try to coach you in, you keep running off thinking, I know better. I know it's I know where to go. I got a solution. I heard something. So I gotta go now. Those two things are sort of keep us up in perpetual sense of I'm not able to to stay in rest if you well, I think too, I mean uh even as I think about all throughout scripture when God has been is trying to really reveal himself to his people, he uses very uh, he uses a lot of family language mm-hmm. right he's our father uh there's a mm-hmm. there's a father nature to god and um and yet so many times what we do is we we place him more into like a theological category rather than into like that family dynamic. Mm. And I think that's maybe where Jesus is sort of exposing, hey, you know what, if you are going to see me and my father as basically an energy or a power or, you know, just this cosmic, um, you know, creator that doesn't have any like personal, like doesn't have any emotions, doesn't have any, mm. then you're missing the point. You're missing who you're made from because okay. we're made in the image of God. Therefore, the fact that we have an emotional system should reveal to us we come from an emotional God. Oh, that's good. A God who actually has emotions. 
And maybe that's why one of the reasons that the family language is used so often mm. of the family of God, the children of yes, God, that yes. is because he's saying there's an emotional dynamic to being related to me. Um, and, 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 you know, Jesus is saying, you missed it. <laughs> you're, you're not connecting with it. Good. So that's the first part. Jesus makes two observations about us and our heart. And then Jesus shares two insights. And they're sort of, remember, this is, uh, should we pay attention to our emotions? And is there a way things work? And are we running our emotions in a program consistent with our spiritual teachings? And can we understand that system better? You know? Yeah. So he says, a house divided against itself will not stand. He was saying, you cannot live divided and stand in strength and truth. So, I mean, you know, this is so interesting because aren't we all sort of divided? Yeah. I want to save money, but I like to spend money. Well, we I talk wanna, about men, especially, we talk about compartmentalizing, right? And I want we to do this, and I go over there, and it's like, I want to be fit, but I want to eat a bag of chips, right? <laughs> I really want to use my time wise, but Netflix has got this series going. And I, want, I want to build with my wife, but it's like, she's mad, and like, can I just be quiet and then over here, go over here and watch them? I mean, this division, we're, we're always in a sense of, of what's the best thing, right? But he says when two opposite things war, right, mm -hmm. God and evil, right, or God or flesh and desires, and they set themselves opposite, he goes, man, this thing is going to build and tear and build and rip and bear, build and then take down. And this, this, well, as long as this battle's going on, you're not going to live well in this, this house of division where you got an out-control teenager in it with parents who want to live in peace, when you got these two things going on, this is going to be a rough ride. When I think about this, you know, related to the emotional system, right? And I think one thing that it's important to realize is that our emotions are not disconnected from our bodies, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So, you know, brain scientists can actually sort of measure and take a look at what is going on in biology and brain chemistry when particular feelings are being felt, right? Okay. And so you can see chemicals and you can see kind of the brain light up in different areas if you're feeling happy or if you're feeling sad. Mm. So I think this idea of a house divided against itself won't stand if you think about that from like just the integrated nature of our, our, feel, our emotional system with our bodies. At whatever point, there's a division, like there's conflict, Mm, okay. I think what you see is all the various kinds of psychosomatic disorders that can occur, right? Keep going. Is yeah, that is yeah. that fair to say that that if you looked at you know so many of the psychosomatic disorders, they're kind of what this principle is outlining. But but what I'm there's hearing, a conflict that's going on. Well, interesting because I'm hearing you say the emotional system. And the physical system, right? Because if I'm in emotional pain, then I better run and get me some pleasure, mm -hmm. right? Because you're saying there's two systems that are in conflict. Yeah. And, well, and I'm even saying like when we talk about how if certain brain chemicals and things get out of balance, we could say, well, that, that person's bipolar. 
And it's like, well, is not that a there's a conflict, a there's a saying, battle going oh, on. Within the, now, yeah. don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm not making a moral judgment mm-hmm. about any of these things, any psychosomatic disorder, anything like that. I'm just saying this principle. It made me think of that of like God designed our whole system yep. to be in balance, mm-hmm. to, for there to be a peace, for there to be a symmetry, like a harmony, right? Right. right. And so. If any of if anything within our body, soul, spirit starts getting in conflict with the other, right. it creates disorders. Well, and you think about what autoimmune diseases are. That's yeah. where the body attacks itself, mm-hmm. right? And so when you talk about two systems warring, one's trying to stay at health, and the other one's gone rogue, right? That whole thing, whether it's emotional, biological, chemical. That's a bad way to live. There's not going to be great living in that household. Absolutely. That's the one point that we're making, and that applies to emotions. And then he said, no man puts new wine into old wineskins, or the new wine will burst the skins. Uh, And he's saying, I'm here to give you some new, free, energizing, transforming insight. That's Jesus. I got new stuff. But I'm not here just to slightly tweak your old program. You can't take all my new truths and fit them in your little broken system. Yeah, we've got to have a new container for yeah, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Jesus is bringing all kinds of new stuff. And don't think you can just stay the same. I can just stay exactly the same. Don't have mm-hmm. to change. And I can add a little Jesus in and, and keep my old program. Well, and as that applies to this idea of the emotional system, right? It's not, um, I think what I'm hearing you say, and even through this verse here, is it's the idea that um, I, I was, I've got to invite a whole new way of doing In other words, I can't say, uh, like take for instance when you're talking about the, um, uh, the new wine, old wine skins, and then you're also talking about, um, yeah, sorry, I just saw some people come in. No problem. But it's just, the whole idea of Jesus' thinking is so transformational. And then there's my little system here. So when you right? talked about the division of, hey, you know, I, I have these habits that are unhealthy, but I kind of want to do some healthy stuff. Oh, yeah. You can't stay in that place where you go, I'm going to keep all my bread breadcrumbs back over here to the old stuff. Yeah, There's got to be like a severing in which you say, I need to, I need to actually commit to a new paradigm, not just, hey, can I think of it like this? And I always hate to bring this up because it's, it's super convicting for me, especially the older I get and the, the more my waistband expands. <laughs> it's the idea of dieting, right? Yeah. In some ways, that's trying to pour new wine into old wineskins. And what I mean by that is it's saying, I'm going to do something for this very short period of time because I want to lose five pounds. Right. I don't really want to change any of my actual underlying eating habits or my underlying exercise habits. I just want to do something for this little period of time so I can look good. And then I'll probably go back to my old ways eventually. And that's why it says it's going to burst those old wineskins because you can't contain all that Mm. new truth and all that new wisdom and good stuff in the old ways of doing things. That's it. You got it. That's good. So the Apostle Paul added his insight. He said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Paul traveled and saw many patterns of wrong thinking. 
um, and for this work in the application, copying a broken emotional people and running those broken programs is going to keep you in a sad, stuck emotional place. So that if you, sorry, this is not blame, but if your parents weren't very healthy, that anger, mood, or down, or struggle, what, whatever program you picked up, you're going to run that. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing you know. But he says, don't stay conformed to these broken ways. Let these new spiritual emotional truths transform your thinking. And I want to I want to even expand out a little bit more of of the idea of thinking because one of the things that I think is important to understand this particular passage is we look at mind and we like we like only think of thinking in kind of a modern western scientific way of like hey what's going on in your brain. Okay. And I think there was a much deeper and broader understanding in Paul's day and age about what it meant to what the mind entailed. There was more to it. It was kind of like the where you process. Okay. And so the idea is it had to do with beliefs and it had to do with knowledge and those type of things, but it was it was a much fuller idea. So when he's saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind, I think there's a sense of meditation and dwelling and you've got to bring those new truths into that deeper part of your processing so that it reforms your beliefs and it reforms how you're yes. going to process. Yes. Not just, oh, what's a few little, I need to go to a class for an hour and pick up a few little tidbits and then I'm going to go run with yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, and no, And then I'm playing off the transformation, right? Yeah. Because a lot of us run a program, but we're not happy or content and, and we do it again and we don't like where we end up. Unless you have a transformational process, you're probably going to keep running the same program. And I like what you said, too, because, again, applied to the emotional system, we all grew up in particular environments that started setting patterns, right? So when it talks about don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, all of us in some way have been influenced by the pattern of this world, which is selfish and self-centered and, you know, seeking our own pleasure and our own wisdom. And so that forms in, I think, how we respond emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. We learn how to cope in life. Right, right. And so I think that's the transforming. That's why I said it goes beyond mere just thinking. Yes. It's like it hits the emotional system, that's too. That's right, the whole thing, your fears, your doubts, right? All of those, your thoughts, your beliefs, your worries. So uh, Paul went on to say, you've been set free from sin and become slaves of righteousness. And he said, in essence, when you find righteousness, truth, and innocence, it's going to be awesome. Mm. There's incredible peace and rest, and you will just love it. And it will, it will consume you to the point that you're, you'll know you're eternally home. In your heart, you have understanding and insight and peace. So you could be, be in sin, but try not to be in sin, but fall into sin, but try not to fall in sin. Or you could find righteousness and just camp there. I, I actually love the the language choices here. Think about the irony. He's actually saying that we're set free by being a slave. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but not a slave to our old pattern, but a slave to righteousness. So he's saying there's actually freedom when you lock yourself in 
to God's design. Oh, that's good. To the righteousness that you were made for. Yes. And that's why I think it's important. Don't keep those breadcrumbs back to the old patterns. You've got to, you've got to set your whole being into that new wineskin, right? Into that new paradigm of how to see and process all of life, including your emotional system. And so I'm, I'm remembering this quote, discipline is freedom. Mm-hmm. Because chaos is not freedom. No, no. But to practice the discipline of righteousness and walk in righteousness. and That's good. So Jesus offers his solution, okay? Your system is broken. Uh, you got to have a transformation inside yourself from... You can't just put a patch job on the system. And Paul says you have to be transformed. So what does Jesus want for us in an emotional sense? He says, come to me, all who are weary, and you will find rest. So come to me. I'm going to read a couple and we'll talk about them. He says, take my yoke. Take my program on yourself. Leave your yoke and take my yoke. And and then he went on to say, a new command I give you, which, you know, said differently is like, hey, a new vision I give you, a new way I give you, a new truth I give you, because I don't want your systems to be broken and you do little patch jobs and you're not experiencing transformation. After the transformation is great rest, more peace, a sense of vision. So one of the things I especially love about that Matthew 11 passage about come to me all who are weary, he says he'll give us rest. And then he says, but when he talks about taking my yoke upon me and learn from me, mm-hmm. then he says, and you will find rest for your soul. Mm-hmm. So there's like a deeper rest that comes from that yoking yes. to Jesus. Like he he offers the invitation to everybody, mm-hmm. all who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. And then he says, but for some of you who want to take my yoke upon you and learn from me and essentially lock yourself with me, mm-hmm. you're going to actually find a deeper rest for your soul. And I think mm-hmm. that includes our emotional system. Amen. Like you Amen. can start to find a sense of balance in your yes. emotional system because you're not being tossed about by all the, the pattern of this world or you're not being tossed about by what happened with my job or what's going on with my money or my health right. or anything yes. like that. It's like there's a deeper rest. So he says, you have to become like a child. To enter the kingdom, you have to become like a child. You have to go back and find your innocence and simplicity and and your faith and your hope. And he says, let the kids come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. There's a, um, there is an innocence in childhood. Like, and, and what I, what I think about that is there's, there's a sense of trust in a child that you that I think what life tends to do is cause us to grow out of. I think oh, right. when we're when we're it, a yeah. little child, yeah. there's an innocent trust yes, that's there. Absolutely. And then we become like with every passing year we get more jaded and cynical and <laughs> all of that. Agreed. And I think that's part of what Jesus is saying here. You know how I made you body, soul, mind, spirit? I mean I made you to have that kind of an innocence. Yes. Like I, I wanna yes. and, and the thing is is he he can bring us back to that. And that's where I think there's a rest in our souls. There's a sense of childlike wonder and joy and 
and just satisfaction emotionally when we go back to what Jesus Amen. made us for. Amen. So what is his outcome for us emotionally? What does he want? He, he wants us to rejoice and be glad. Mm -hmm. And then he said, the pure hearted will see God. Mm. The pure in heart. You know, of all those beatitudes, he says, those that hold a pure heart are welcome to enter in and look upon the Father. Mm. So, listeners, how's your emotional system? What's your emotional map look like? Um, hopefully this has given you maybe some ideas of, of thinking through um, just the, the value and the worth that God places on your emotional system um, and that he cares about you in that regard. So if you're, if you're struggling, if you feel like, I need more answers, I want to I pursue this more, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to help you. You can go to puresexradio.com. Uh, you, or you can connect to us through Twitter at Pure Sex Radio. But we are glad that you've been here, and we look forward to seeing you back here again next time. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.